This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that gives a quick look at something that happened a long time ago today. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about one of the many claims to fame of the leader of the independence movement in southern South America, three-time national liberator José de San Martín. The day was February 12, 1817. Argentine General José Francisco de San Martín led his troops to victory at the Battle of Chacabuco, marking a pivotal moment in the fight for Chilean independence. Nine years earlier, the Spanish Empire began to contract for the first time in centuries. It started with Napoleon's invasion of Spain in 1808. With the mother country distracted, its South American colonies were able to assert claims for independence. Armed revolts broke out all across the continent, with Simón Bolívar leading a liberation campaign in the north and José de San Martín leading a similar campaign in the south. Although the two campaigns didn't coordinate with each other, by 1817 much of South America was either independent or in a state of revolt against Spanish rule. San Martín had made a name for himself in the Argentine Revolution of 1816 and was eager to press his advantage by helping another colony gain its independence from Spain. Initially, he set his sights on Upper Peru, but attacking uphill from the south seemed like a bad idea. Instead, he decided to take the long way around. He would cross the Andes Mountains in the south, liberate Chile while he was there, and then sail north to attack Peru by sea. And so, in January of 1817, San Martín and his Army of the Andes set out on a mission to liberate Chile. Along the way, San Martín allied with Bernardo O'Higgins, a wealthy Chilean patriot of Irish descent. They combined their separate armies and planned to convene at a valley called Chacabuco, near the capital city of Santiago. There, they would intercept the royalist forces under the command of Rafael Morotu. But getting there was easier said than done. It was a harrowing 20-day march through the freezing mountains, and many of the recruits were not accustomed to cold weather and high altitudes. As a result, San Martin reportedly lost a third of the more than 5,000 troops at his command, as well as over half of his horses. Despite those heavy losses, when the army finally reached the other side of the Andes in mid-February, they found they still outnumbered the Spanish forces in the region. But San Martín knew that advantage wouldn't last long, as his scouts had spotted Spanish reinforcements nearby. He decided there was no time to waste, and ordered his troops down the slopes in the early morning of February 12th. The plan had been to divide the troops into two contingents, and then attack the Spanish from two sides at once. Unfortunately, O'Higgins jumped the gun and led his half of the troops down the slopes of the Andes without waiting for the other contingent to reach its position. They still took the Spanish infantry by surprise, but with fewer troops on the field, it wasn't long before O'Higgins' troops started to be driven back. 
This forced San Martin to make a somewhat reckless grenadier charge against the Spanish cavalry. Thankfully, the desperate gambit paid off, giving O'Higgins a chance to recover and attack the Spanish flank, as intended. By the afternoon, the Army of the Andes had forced the Spanish to retreat to a local ranch, the Rancho Chacabuco. As O'Higgins led another head-on charge, General Miguel Estanislao Soler moved his troops to the opposite side of the ranch, blocking the only way out for the Spanish. Morotu and his troops were completely routed. The Spanish suffered 500 casualties that day, roughly a third of their forces. The rebels fared better, with about a dozen casualties, although over a hundred more soldiers would later die from wounds sustained in the battle. The decisive victory caused the Spanish in nearby Santiago to flee. When San Martin rode triumphantly into the capital city at the head of his army, the people of Santiago hailed him as the liberator of Chile. They tried to make him their new governor too, but San Martin refused the office. O'Higgins, however, was more than happy to take on the job, and quickly became the new supreme dictator of the newly independent country. The Andean mission was a major success, but the royalist forces still had control of the south of Chile. It took more than another year of fighting to take back the remaining territory, but eventually the independence movement prevailed. On February 12, 1818, the one-year anniversary of the Battle of Chacabuco, the fledgling nation of Chile formally declared its independence from Spanish rule. With Chile finally free, San Martin once again set his eyes on the powerful region of Peru. He raised a navy and set sail for Lima in 1820. Within two years, the nation had won its independence and San Martin had added Protector of Peru to his already glowing resume. Unlike in Chile, San Martin accepted the offer to rule in Peru, however briefly. During his 10-month reign, he established a new government, stabilized the economy, freed the enslaved, and abolished relics of colonial rule, including censorship and the Inquisition. He was a very busy guy, and would remain so almost all the way up to his death in 1850. Today, San Martin is revered as a founding father and the greatest national hero of Argentina, and he's no slouch in Chile or Peru either. He lived a life filled to the brim with courageous exploits, and the Battle of Chacabuco was one of his finest hours, not only because of what it accomplished, but because of what it represented. San Martin could have called it quits after liberating his native country, but instead, he made a perilous trek through the Andes Mountains in order to free Chile and Peru, two nations that he had never called home himself. That decision proved to be a turning point, not just in his own life, but in the history of a continent that would soon, at long last, be free. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and a special thanks to Joey Pat 
our guest editor for this episode. Last but not least, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.